Oh, we got the whole fucking team now. How you doing there, Tony? Malcolm doing all right? Uh, I think so, yeah. He's got some gravel in him now. So Sarah's upstairs with him. I just remade his bed. Well, this actually worked out really Shit, well. Sorry, guys. If I'd have known y'all were sitting here, we would have came back earlier. We were just sitting outside bullshit and just trying to give you give to, uh, Corey some more time. He like just he logged in as Rick was coming back. Yeah. yeah oh, I, nice. I heard the ding ding. <laughs> End up going with the the phone and the headphones. No, I just my Bluetooth headphones that I used to working out. I just hooked up to the computer and seems to be working. I don't know what was going on. Yeah, it's so weird. It happens, man. It happens. Well, damn. How was everybody's week? Been building shelving all week, so. Nice. Yeah, I ain't done shit all week. It was my birthday week. It was year, and it's hot as shit out here. Oh, dude, I can't even imagine. It's been so fucking hot here. I cannot even imagine what kind of hell you guys are living in. Oh, yeah. It gets to like 102 here. I'm like, fuck this. This is like (laughs) Satan's fucking playground. Oh, you were closer to us than that. No, no, that's like when it gets really hot. We stay in the 90s mostly. I just keep grouping out with the Vegas. The Vegas is real close to us. Yeah, fuck that. I yeah. lived there for a few years. I would don't want to deal with that again. Mm-mm. It's but I, I'm going to be honest. Living in the South is so much worse because it's like yeah. 95 degrees and 100 percent humidity. Humid. Like you you walk outside and you're just fucking drenched like you ran a marathon. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of running marathons, what do you guys think? Like, let let's just go. Let's do some high level view. overall. Yeah, like Rick thirty thousand foot view. There yeah, you go. <laughs> We've got a lot of synergy going right here, and I'm enjoying this yeah. a lot. <laughs> no, but um, would you would you guys think of the episode? Like, would you guys think of the premiere? Like, the overall idea of what USA Two is going to be? The format I really dig. I like the teams. I like the Hopper because it adds that randomization but it's not a randomization like the dagger pull mm. where you can say not that it is but you can say like oh this is fixed or whatever and granted you could say well all the balls say whatever and like if you're gonna go that far into it then you're just looking for things to be wrong with it Agreed. this is truly the most random that i've seen in a while and i like that it's all based on what everyone else in the house votes And I like seemingly the idea of if it's a guy whose name comes out of the hopper, then it goes again. They go against the person that the winning team picked for the guys. Right. And vice versa for the girls. That's what I assume. Yeah. At least. Yeah. I I do like that fact that it's not a guarantee of who's going in. Right. Until the other person's name's pulled. The only thing I don't like is like this whole automation. Like, why do we have to call it just a hopper? Like, can't we call it like the challenge bingo machine or something like that? Or the, the elimination lottery? You know what I mean? Something to that, that effect. But that means like you're winning something. You ain't winning you're shit. You're winning the you opportunity winning to shit. prove yourself. No. Thank you, Ayana. No, you ain't winning shit. It's a gift. It's a gift. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like that. I do get where people are like, oh, there could be, you know, production could interfere. But. Production could interfere with anything they want to. They, yeah. if they so chose. They don't need to put a hopper. They've already interfered. They put two amazing race people on by themselves. Yeah, Jesus. they already have their ways of pulling little strings certain ways. But no, I, I, I like the hopper. I like the format. I, I love the cast. The cast dynamic. And I, yeah, huge. And I love it. I'm, I, yeah, I'm really, really excited for this, this season. I'm, I'm actually excited to recap the episode. 
I've actually watched it three times now. That's yeah. impressive. I know, yeah. right? I've watched I it caught, twice. I caught new shit every single time that I watched it. So, um, no, I'm I'm pretty stoked. My overall view on it is I thought it was well done. I thought it was very much tailored to a CBS audience. Like they mm. actually really put some effort into this one as far as where USA yeah. 2 felt very, I don't know, like you should already know what's going on. Like they really broke it down on this. Yeah. I think that the intro was really good and Ooh. it's very cutthroat to me. I know you'd mentioned invasions kind of idea, how mm-hmm. you felt about it, but it very cutthroat is the more obvious fill to it. As far as the teams, the, the picks, you know, as far as one person gets to pick their whole team. Right. But I like it, but we're also, as Johnny said during the daily, let's not put the cart in front of the horse. <laughs> You know what Freaking I mean? Johnny, like we're only two thirds of an episode through yet. So, yeah, like we don't even know how this elimination is going to play out. But I don't know. I'm I'm excited. There was some funny shit in there. I there was. I forgot how much how entertaining Corey can be. Yeah. Yeah. Corey was amazing on this episode. Like, honestly, pretty much everybody had really good moments throughout the the episode that I enjoyed. So I'm stoked. And that's why I'm saying, like, I friggin love the cast so far. I love that. People are already out here doing shysty shit, and I'm excited to see how that plays out. And yeah, so I'm stoked. Quick question for you guys, and we'll get into this probably at the end of the episodes, how we normally talk about it. But after the first episode, do you feel better or worse about your fantasy team? I I feel good about mine, honestly. Yeah, I mean, all of the people that I got in my draft were people that I wanted. The only... The only difference was that Desi got snagged on the first round through. And mm-hmm. I had, I thought that everybody would probably lean towards picking off the vets. Mm. I'm not at all upset with my draft. Like they are exactly who I wanted. Like I, I put everything in order. And actually when Corey asked for the list, I was like, shit, my list is already in the order of everybody that I want. So I actually rewrote the entire list and just put them wow. in the groups. Look that at they that. Were in. <laughs> well, otherwise, Corey will just say, oh, they're from New Orleans. I guess I'll take Owen. <laughs> one time. Oh, one and time. he made it to the top three, so that's a pretty good yeah. pick. People don't Still forget. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, I was talking a little bit of shit to Corey. Um, this is off subject. When he first hopped on, his mic wasn't working because the Falcons won a preseason game, which will probably be our only win of this season. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, happy about that win, aren't you? And he didn't say anything. I was like, you know, I was just thinking to myself, silence means yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, all, all I heard was like Falcons, but it felt really dumb. It took me a second to realize what was going on because I was like, I hear them talking, but it sounds like my ears are covered. I didn't realize it was coming through the speaker. Because <laughs> you, your ears were covered. My ears were covered. Yeah, yeah they were. So That's amazing. That. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm excited to break this all down. Should we just hop into it and get going? Yeah, I'm Let's I'm super it. ready. Let's do it. Hopper into it. Hopper. <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. <laughs> well done. <laughs> hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Challenge Fandom Podcast. We're glad you guys made it because it's guess what? It's our premiere recap. The Challenge USA 2, Episode 1, The Riskiest Season Yet. 
And no, that's not my description of this. It's really just the title of the episode. What a weird title, by the way. I think it's more for production than for the actual title. They're like, we better get this shit right because it's on CBS. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Start it right off like that intro. I love the song choice with the I'm crazy and the overlays of the, you know, the different confrontations that we may or may not see. Karina pointed this out, though. Yeah. Go ahead. So if you guys pay attention, okay, and and maybe this is just my like over over obsessive brain. But if you pay attention in that intro, when there's like the voice layovers, it'll say like who's saying whatever you're hearing. But it's not that person saying it like there's one where it's like it says that it's Polly saying something about this isn't BB. Well, why are you playing with it? And it he's sounds arguing like with Monty Josh. saying and it. it's not Polly's voice. A hundred percent not Polly's voice. And then there's one where um, it says that it's Desi saying something, but it is very clearly Tori's voice. And so yeah. I'm like, they're trying to throw us off in that intro by putting like they changed the captions or something. I don't know. But those are not all like some of them are right. The one it like it says Tiffany and Tiffany says something and you clearly that's Tiffany's voice. But a lot of them don't match up. And I found that interesting. They were also super intentional to not have people in not have footage in the intro of people who are potentially up for elimination. Yeah. Beyond the stuff that we saw up to the elimination. Right. And normally they're just really bad at it. I do want to say that foreshadowing this episode was not as strong on previous episodes of the challenge. Very true. But the undertones were still there. They were still very much there. Yeah. I actually really liked the whole intro to this, except for the part where they're like, you know, the CBS players don't know that there's challenge vets here. And it's like bullshit. Come on now. They knew. Come on. now. (laughs) Yeah. But I did. We're not children. I did like how the whole like opening part on the boat, it was just the CBS people. And I also want to point out because I I made him. Well, I didn't make a mistake. I was just wrong. Um, But on our cast and predictions episode, I had, you know, said that Polly and Michelle and Michaela and stuff were coming in as challenge vets. And that was part of why we put them under our challenge vet area or whatever because they had been on the flagship because they had been on the flagship and that would make sense but obviously they were brought in as part of like the survivor or bb cast whatever and once i really thought about it it made sense it was like if your original show was a cbs show you came in with the cbs players if your original show was mtv then you came in as an mtv vet and so once i was like oh that makes sense but i just wanted to correct myself because i was i was wrong so i'm gonna counter your correction though yeah 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 I I took it when we put them with the vets as the challenge fandom podcast saying, well, for this season, they may be regarded as quote unquote rookies with the ever changing goalpost of what the definition of a vet is. (laughs) But to us, these people have played the game before. Yeah. So we're putting them with the vets where they belong. Definitely. And that was definitely part of my my like reasoning for putting them there. But I was also convinced that they would be coming in. Like that they would be on the jet skis with the rest of the vets is what I was like imagining in my mind. And I know that I had mentioned that, you know, that they would be coming in as MTV vets. And I I just wanted to correct that because I was wrong. I mean, just common sense. They've been on the challenge more recently than they've been on their original show. Yeah. You know, it's just, I don't know, common sense to me. Like Josh has done five seasons of the fucking challenge. 
did one season of Big Brother, albeit he won it, but still, yeah. he did one season of that. Yeah, he is more odd. known for the challenge than he is Big Brother. Same with Fessy. Yeah. Fessy was a throwaway like player. You could have Big brought brother. those people in as vets and then brought in like different like survivors or Big Brother players that we haven't seen, like Jonathan. Or an amazing race cast. Yeah. You know, or more amazing race. That'd be great. I think production just had three jet skis. Yeah, that's that's possible. That that is. Yeah. I mean <laughs> But anyway, my point was is that I did like that it was just the CBS players up on the boat, you know, getting to say hi and catch up and whatever. I loved learning that like I already personally knew that Dusty was like a day one challenge OG fan, but I did not know that about Sebastian, that he's a challenge fan. I don't know how far back his his fandom goes, but I found it interesting because he was talking about how he's always manifested himself being on the challenge. And then now here he is. And so I just thought that was pretty cool. I always like to see fans playing the game. Totally. And. I, I was surprised by that as far as I, I didn't know he was a challenge super fan like that. So that's cool to know. I like the fact that Paul, he got like the lion's share of that intro. It was good to see. I mean, he's he's a player that we haven't seen in years. And regardless of how you feel about him, he's a polarizing player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the outfit, he looked kind of like Dolomite <laughs> on the top half. But like he was ready to fucking, you know, go get go mud in. You know, in the rumble. bottom half, you know what I mean? <laughs> but that interaction he had with Josh where it's like, am I going to be an asshole? Am I going to be nice? Just kind of depends on how I feel. And I was just like, fucking Paul. Oh I love gosh, it, dude. Yeah. But I, I, I like the whole intro portion. Eventually they get to the dock uh, and they meet with TJ. They're filming in Croatia. 250 uh, first that, place male and female. So I am glad we went through and made individual picks because. I almost had us only pick teams like which team we were rooting for because of because it's so close to cutthroat and cutthroat was a team final and team winners. And so but I'm glad that we went through and we picked individual winners because that's what it's going to be. So (laughs) I was like, oh, well, good thing we did that. (laughs) Yeah. So here's my thing. Did you do you think the hopper was really necessary for the fucking the intro portion as far as teams? Yeah, Yeah, because if not, then no matter who got it, everybody who watches would be like, oh, they only gave it to this person because exactly to make it fair and random. Yeah. Like, how else would they determine it other than if they had the all the CBS people or run like do a daily or something like a mini final or something. And whoever wins, you know, top three or top. But then how do you do that? Because it's three. And is it just the first three that cross? What if all three are male or, you know what I mean? So I don't know. I think this was like the most easy, effective way. It's the easiest, but I'm never opposed to a, a mini final. You know what I mean? Like that's always cool in the first episode. I like that in world championship. Yeah. Yeah. Just throwing that out no, there. No, it would have been, it, again, it would have been fine, but then they would have just had to, like, how do they, yeah, I guess, yeah, I don't know. I, anyways, uh, so TJ announces that they're going to, like you guys said, put put their names in a hopper, and the first three people chosen are going to select the team. So it could have been three guys or three girls. I mean, the odds are. Yeah, I guess are, it doesn't matter been, either way, yeah. Anyways, the first pick was Josh, um, and he celebrated like he had just won a daily. So good for him on that. <laughs> I would have done the same. Right. Um, and then after that was, and I was surprised by this, was Cassidy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm surprised yeah. by the team cool. she built, too. because it was built a, a good team. It was, it's well-rounded. 
And then uh, rounding out was Desi, which I was stoked that Desi got uh, to totally. the team. You yeah. know what I mean? And she built a really good team, too, except for she got stuck with someone at the end. <laughs> she was assigned. Yeah, she yeah. was assigned somebody at the end. Yeah. I do like the parallel that fucking Corey was our first pick in the draft and was also the first pick on the, the first episode. Male pick, yeah. yeah, the first male pick. Yeah. Uh, were you guys surprised by that at all? No. Corey being all. the first male pick? No, I wasn't. I was. Who do you think was going to go first? I just still think if you're going to pick out of those three, I'm probably still pick bananas and Wes over him. Yeah, I thought Wes would be the first, honestly. Wes, yes. You know that it's one man, one woman. As soon as they say that, I don't want bananas anywhere near my team. Well, he didn't even get picked. Yeah, which he got was, assigned, no, exactly. which is fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did notice something, though, that was kind of interesting. So obviously, before they start picking their teams, the MTV vets come out, you know, on the jet skis, whatever. First of all, because there's two different things that I, I want to point oh, out. First shit. of all, there's this big thing going around about, you know, Amanda crashing into Tori's jet ski or whatever. I watched that episode three fucking times and I still cannot find that scene. So fandom out there listening. Was that scene like in a in, in one of the previews? Was it in the episode? Like, help me out because I can't. I, I'm so confused. I watched it twice and didn't see it. Yeah, I see screenshots of it online. But I I can't see it in the episode, so I'm I'm confused how all the fans are posting screenshots of this, and I can't find it. So let me know, please. Going back to the Jets. Oh, I'm sorry, you had a second point. Go ahead. Really quick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When Tori comes out and she's doing her little "Hi, I'm Tori. I'm from Liddy do do do. I've done this many seasons. Whatever, whatever. Right? If you guys notice in the flashback videos of her competition that they show they show that daily where she's where they're running through the trenches the, yeah the yeah. dugout spies thing lies. right from spies lies and they're running through the trenches and she's going up against casey and in this clip this is a clip that was not shown in the episode originally and it's tori absolutely fucking demolishing casey in her hallway and i found it interesting that that scene that specific one wasn't shown on the original episode when they were really trying to hype Casey up as this like, you know, like badass football, like female football player, blah, 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 blah whatever. Winners at it. Ex- thank you. It, winners at it. Exactly. And so I found it interesting that they didn't have it in that episode, but they showed it here dur- during Tori's highlight. And finally, I was like, can people please shut the fuck up about that Casey and Tori hit? Because Tori got Casey just as damn good in that game. OK, complete. Moving change. on. Complete change of pace. <laughs> Tony. When you saw Corey with the glasses and the hoodie on the jet ski, did you think Frozone right away? Because I did. It was a good look. It was. I fucking loved it. It was the best part about it. I would say the best part about it is when he pointed and laughed at Wes and Bananas when he got oh, picked first. Oh, yeah. That is by far the best part once they're on the dock. Like, Corey gave us some entertainment on that one. You know that pissed off Bananas. Did we want to go through draft order? Sure, we can go through. Why sure. not? Okay. Yeah. I was yeah. just I just didn't know if you wanted to. Um, I know we just for bananas and Amanda. So the the first person drafted overall was John A, which I actually found yeah. interesting. By Josh. Um again. Josh took John A. Yeah, first draft pick again. She was on Worlds as well. So I thought that was interesting. A second was Cassidy taking Corey, of course, and then Desi took Wes. And then Josh's second pick was Polly. And I thought this was incredibly smart. So smart. So yeah. freaking smart. Okay. Agreed. So freaking smart. And then Cassidy's second pick was Tori. Corey Great. and Tori. Corey and Tori back to back. Great picks. Um, and then Desi, Double trouble. Desi picked up Michaela. And I was like, 
That's that's a killer pair up right there. Desi and Michaela. Yeah, I feel like they'll do really good together. Yeah. And then Josh picks up Michelle. Uh, I think that was early. I think he could have waited on that. I think one. he could have waited a little bit on that one, but that's all right. Cassidy picks up Fessy. That's all I got to say about that. Desi picks up Monty, which I was like, OK, OK. You know, I like that. Then Josh takes Dusty. Smart pick. Yes. Very smart yep. pick. And his reasoning, too, he was like, I don't know anything about this guy, but I know he runs triathlons and that's the kind of guy I want on my team. And I'm like, you're smart. Cassidy takes Alyssa Lopez and then Desi takes Amira, which I was actually shocked by. But I also didn't know that Amira was a cross country runner. So and didn't she say like she knew her or something? Well, she was Desi. I thought Desi said she knew Monty and I guess Monty and Amira oh, and they're on the season together, but they're friends. Mm hmm. Yeah. And then Josh turns around and takes Chanel. And I was like, damn, that's a good freaking pickup. Like you take the uh, sorry, I'll let no, you finish. Please, go ahead. I was going to say you take the egos out of Team Red and they're a solid fucking yeah. team. Those egos is what makes them Team Red Flag, as Michelle called it. Yeah, yeah I was going to say there's a reason they've self-identified as Team Red Flag. Exactly. Yeah. And then Cassidy takes uh, a Seabass, a.k.a. Sebastian. Fuck yes. Uh, and Desi picks up Tyler Crispin. Smart fucking move. Then Josh is assigned bananas. And I want to stop here for just a second mm -hmm. because I have seen a lot of people really upset and wondering, like, why bananas was drafted so late. Right. He wasn't even really drafted. He was assigned. I am willing to bet that. The team captains, everybody was told, you know, you have you can draft whatever, but you have to have one male vet and one female vet on your team. So Josh had to first draft a female and then Cassidy and Desi both first had to draft males and they both drafted vet males. So the only vet male left was bananas and nobody else could draft him. So if Josh did this on purpose not wasting Mark. a draft on bananas because he knew he was going to end up with him on his team. I want to give Josh a massive round of applause for that because that is so brilliant and strategic. Use your drafts for people that you want to grab before somebody else can grab them instead of wasting it on somebody, you know, is going to be on your team because he can't be on the other team. So if that was done on purpose, I don't know because obviously I wasn't there. It just seemed very purposeful by Josh fucking round of applause because that is brilliant i do think it was a smart move i think that the only thing that i was surprised by is that he took Polly before fessy like was, that once that one surprised he wanted me. to make sure that Polly was on his team because he didn't want Polly coming after him Fessy's on the other team i was gonna say fessy having his back well yeah yeah but at the if same he time, so chose, he could vouch for Josh. <laughs> yeah, it, it, he didn't know that at that time, though, yeah. but, you know, but but the whole team can implode on itself. You yeah. can vote in as yep. we see later in the episode. So it doesn't really matter yeah. where Paulie would have been on this. You know what I mean? Exactly. But it is going to create a dynamic during dailies and everything. I was watching the draft and I was like, what is going on with bananas? And then TJ said, should y'all have that one that male and female bananas goes to Josh? And I was like, that was smart as shit. Yeah, fucking yeah. brilliant. Played yeah. perfect. All right. So just to round out the draft really quick, um, after Josh gets bananas, then Cassidy takes the other Alyssa, Alyssa S. Desi is assigned Amanda, <laughs> which Sorry. boo, but okay. It makes a lot more sense how Amanda got on Desi's team than yep. just Desi picking her herself. So that makes sense. And then Josh is assigned Tiffany. 
And then there's two guys left, Chris and Lewis, and Cassidy ends up snagging up Chris, which leaves Lewis to Desi's team. And when I say leaves Lewis to Desi's team, like I, I kind of feel like he is a little bit of a sleeper and that people might have missed out not drafting him earlier in the game. And that's all I'm going to say, because I, I don't him and Underwood both. Yeah, I was shocked to see those two being the yeah. last two drafted. So I'm going to Tony's going to like this. Their teams remind me a bit of Survivor where you look at the tribes and you're like, OK, if you take out this person, this person, this, yep. this one's going to be tough. Yeah. And there's a few people on the green team, which you take them out of the equation. That team is extremely strong. Out and of the green team. Yeah. 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 extremely and, strong and that's why and we'll talk about this a little bit later as we get through the episode but that's why i feel like what ends up happening between red and blue down the road in the episode might actually be a mistake yep but yeah and then the only other thing that i i, I found interesting about this moment with the with the teams being made is as everybody's like getting ready to leave and they're doing their little confessionals we get in a, a confessional from Alyssa lopez where she's like yeah, yeah. man like my team we're strong. We're smart. Like, I feel like we're the best team. She goes. And the good thing is, is, you know, we don't have anybody that has big egos on our team. And I'm like, the first three people drafted on your team was Corey, Tori and Fessy. What do you mean? You don't have any big egos like. And yes, yeah. I know. In comparison to like Polly, Wes, bananas. bananas. Yeah. I, you got the, the better end of the stick there. Amy. But let's not. Let's not confuse that for having no ego. <laughs> Anybody that's on reality TV has a big fucking ego. <laughs> Let's just be honest about this. Facts. I mean, you, you have, have to, have, to. You have to have yeah. an ego to want to be on TV. Yeah. National television. To. And I liked when, uh, when Cassidy picked Alyssa S. Mm-hmm. Did you hear what she said? Oh, she goes, Before yeah. She just she's like, just to make my team even more confusing. Yeah. <laughs> because she's already got Corey and Tori and now she's got Alyssa and Alyssa. Yeah. yeah. I found that. It, I found that pretty funny. Too. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, Don't know. No. But yeah, there anyway, we go. Um, so after this, we head back to the house. And for the first time in a long time, we got an actual like mad dash for bedrooms, <laughs> which I was like, this is fantastic. It, it wasn't it didn't feel quite like the old ones, but it was still nice to just see everybody like excited and happy and just like running to go find a bedroom. And then the how the F do Tori and Amanda end up in beds next to each other? Isn't Michelle also in that room? Is she really? I didn't even notice that. I thought it was the three of them. Now, I don't oh, know that for God. sure, but I thought that I caught that on the second time through. I'm going to have to ask Tori because now I'm curious. I got to know if it was Tori, Amanda and Michelle all in one room. And, oh, my God. What a mess. And then fucking find out that bananas and Polly are sharing a room. Yeah. That's bananas fucking, and Polly. That's fucking gold. <laughs> um, Keep your friends close and your enemies closer, right? Yeah. <laughs> How more, much closer can you get than sleeping? <laughs> more than friends, less than lovers. <laughs> uh, I, I do want to give Fessy a shout out for knowing thyself because he said, you know, he, he's realizing he's got a lot of extra baggage in this house with <laughs> Amanda, Tori and Michelle. And he's like, I've moved on. I hope they've moved on. I was like, all right, I'll, I'll give you that. Bessie, good job. Look, here's my thing, too, though. I feel like they've all moved on from what happened with him, but they have not moved on from each other. The girls, I mean, like Michelle's still after Amanda. Amanda's after Michelle and Tori. Tori's at. Well, she's not quite after Amanda right now, but she will be down the road, I'm sure. 
you know, so it's like it's so weird because like you guys have gotten over this this guy, but you keep fucking beefing between each other about shit that happened with him. Like, let it go. Let it go. You know what I'm saying? Get it. Get your there's, a, out. there's a lot of like Wes and Josh total madness level rivalries, meaning like Michelle doesn't really seem to care about Amanda other than the fact that Amanda doesn't like her and she has to deal with that. But also when Polly was talking about the rivalry with Josh in the very beginning in the intro, mm-hmm. and then it cut to Josh and Josh was just like having a normal conversation with somebody. Yeah. It was like, this is giving very like Wes and Josh vibes of we don't have a rivalry. Right. Yeah. Same, yeah. same thing with Tori and Amanda. It's always like Amanda has a problem and Tori's just reactionary. Like Tori's like, mm-hmm. you come after me, I'm going to go after you. But like Tori just doesn't care. And Amanda's yeah. like. Just. Just like cool. a little chihuahua all the time. Just nip, 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 Well, nip, and yeah. it makes you realize like how much of this interaction is real or fake because yeah. you see like right after the Amanda Tory scene, you get fucking bananas, Wes and Polly sitting there just cutting the fuck up. Wes trying to recruit Polly. And you know, then we, that's how we Bananas find out. Bananas taking claim over him. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. it's just, yeah, it's crazy. But did you guys notice in that conversation, I think it was Tori, Alyssa S and Amira. And they were all talking about like what it's like when you get to know people. Cause they obviously from big brother and survivor, it's typically one and done, but did Amira come off strong? And yeah, cause that's part of the foreshadowing to me as well. Um, but like she came off strong in well, the she, conversation. I don't remember the conversation. She even said like that she's on Big Brother. She was known for being um, a, shark. a shark in the water and straightforward. Wasn't she? Stupid shit. Yeah, I was gonna say I know I, what I know her from Big Brother. She got eliminated like instantly. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, she was the third one gone, and I mean, I guess her description of it works, but it's just like she was just trying to control everybody's moods, and they're just like, yeah, yeah, she's gonna yeah. get her out this week on week three. Sorry. Yeah, I ha- yeah, I don't know. Like, I hate to say it because she ended up on my team. I just also want to add in that I did not draft her. She just ended up on my team. But I do Kinda feel like, bananas. like, yes, <laughs> I do feel like the same kind of thing is going to happen. I can already kind of see this, this snowball forming with her. Like, people are already obviously talking about her comfortable putting her in and you know so i just i don't know i don't i don't see her lasting super long but again i said that on usa about justine and shannon and a bunch of other people so you know i'm i'm keeping a little bit of reservation for the fact that she may surprise me but as of this moment right now i don't feel like it looks too good yeah that's yeah that's kind of how i feel about moat like anybody that i don't actually know i am absolutely reserving judgment until I yeah. get to know them better, having learned from USA one. Right. Exactly. And yeah. Us all making very incorrect assumptions about <laughs> people from a certain show. One of the cast members who has now come on and guested on our podcast multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you know what? I'll give credit where credit's due. The one person that told us we were wrong about a lot of that was Corey. Yeah. And he was yep. a Love Island fan and he knew. He was right. Yeah. Yeah. Except I was so wrong about Olivia. Jesus Christ. Yeah, you well, were wrong about that one, but yeah. you owned it. You, know? you owned it, yeah. We're man. all allowed I to be wrong sometimes. That. Look, um, one thing I do want to get back to, I think the highlight of this whole house scene by far was the interaction where they're all having champagne. It's Polly, 
uh, Michelle, and I forget who the third, uh, the, the woman is that they're talking to as well. And all of a sudden Michelle starts realizing that she's on team red flag when Polly's like, am I going to get along with Josh? Am I going to get along with bananas or is it all going to blow up in my face? I know, yeah. And then what does she, she say? She says, Josh, Polly and bananas all have a history longer than a fucking CVS receipt. And I lost my shit. I just want to say really quick while we're right at this moment. I already feel like Michelle is going to be is she's going to give on confessionals this season like this episode alone. She's my favorite one. She's my favorite confessional giver. She's was my favorite one this episode. She consistently gave in every single one of her confessionals and she is just good in front of the camera. So I'm I'm excited to see her. She she seems like she's a little bit more like comfortable this season. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because she's around more of her people or or if it's because it's a team. And so that's kind of, you know, given her a little made her feel a little bit more like secure and supported or whatever. But I she just feels a little bit different this season and I'm I'm excited for it. Yeah, I agree. I think it's also probably like we were talking about earlier experience. You know, this is really her third season experience. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's getting more and more comfortable. She knows the people she's playing against on the other side outside of like probably Polly. Right. You know what I mean? She's met John A at probably many events and everything else. But yeah, well, and if, if she's talked to Michaela, Michaela has gone hiking with Kara and Polly and, and Corey. Lay. That's actually. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. And yeah. So, I mean, like experience, I think, plays a big role in it. The other thing that kind of threw me off was Josh doing the speech. Like and bananas I, just standing there. Yeah, I was like, that it was weird. It's the one thing that bananas is really, really good at, except winning finals. Yeah. Is giving the opening season season toast. But it was Josh and bananas just sitting there. I was like, this is weird. <laughs> it was like when Nelly. T- but then once again. Bananas up on the table, spraying everyone with champagne and everybody yes. running away. Yeah. Like, <laughs> everybody has left when you've done that on two right. consecutive seasons. <laughs> Perhaps don't. Yeah, so exactly. We're all under the assumption that these people that we're seeing from CBS, the Survivor Big Brother, you know, Amazing Racer, some of them are going to become mainstays. Right. And yeah. what I hope from this, the, the good interaction is some of the things as fans, we like find amusing and funny. Like when someone comes up and announces like, oh, we got to go to the daily where they get pelted with pillows. The first episode, yeah. like I hope yeah. those scenes kind of get imprinted and carried over. That would be cool. Totally. Yeah. yeah, I would love that. Does anybody know why there's no middle of Ireland at all this season? Because they switched networks. Oh, oh, that's yeah. right. They went to yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, also known as NBC from for us yeah. older folk. I was gonna <laughs> say NBC. Yeah, I didn't even think about that because last when the, the the first USA, I was like, that's weird. They don't have anybody from the most recent season. But yeah, that sucks. That cancels out cancels out a lot of good people. That's man. an info. <laughs> I didn't introduce us at all, but you fucking y'all, y'all know, know who we are. Y'all know it. And if you don't, um, welcome. Listen to another episode. It's got our names and shit. Look at the artwork. <laughs> it's right there. It says our names <laughs> under our picture. Oh my gosh. Anyways, uh, so from this we go into the daily and they're walking up and they start realizing, of course, that there's statues that are, you know, <laughs> roughly look like some of the vets. The only one that I really got was Corey and Wes. Wes's yeah. was very apparent. And I also just want to point out, I don't know if anybody else remembers this, but like like six months ago or so, Wes, and I still have a screenshot. 
Wes put a story up on Instagram where he was asking for sculptors to sculpt him a uh, to make a sculpture out of him, a, a, an exact replica um, for for his house. And so I was like, I, I don't know, because I'd have to look up the filming dates and stuff. I don't know if this was before or after he filmed but i found that pretty fucking funny because if he put that up and then went and filmed usa 2 and they had these damn statues there that would be way funnier than if he posted it after so i'm gonna have to find out but i just i just wanted to throw that little bit in there because i thought it was pretty fucking funny is so when we get to the daily and they first of all credit because they give it a, an appropriate title which is storm the castle yeah props makes total sense anyways I kind of missed the, the little percentage breakdowns at the bottom oh, of what I it's going to take. Those. Yeah. Like I miss that. It kind of helps me out when what to expect. Who's oh, going to yeah. excel. Statistics. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, everybody. Yeah, we didn't get those. They don't have them. They're not on there. Oh, they're not even there this time. No, oh, they it's only for worlds. We must. have. Yeah, I was going to say we must have uh, hurt their feelings with that one. They fired their statistician. They did. <laughs> Poor intern. <laughs> he stole the fourth jet ski. <laughs> yeah. Fucker. You're like, everyone made fun of this. You're going. Yeah. yeah. This was a stupid idea. You're fired. And then we really come around to it about six months later, like, talking where? to Nelson, like, you know what? You are the heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so what they have to do at this daily called Storm the Castle is they each team has to carry a seven or two seven foot statues of the vets. So they have to carry them on of their the back. two vets that are on their team. Thank you. Right. And they don't say how much they weigh, but they weigh a lot. Apparently. Well, according to Michelle, it, it weighs Johnny bananas ego in stone form. So they I, need I'd more people. They need more people. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was like, no, Multiple there's no statues. way. <laughs> it, it would be, it'd be a bigger statue. Let's be honest. The ego a- was not helped by the fact that there were statues. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's very true. Oh my God. I had a delayed reaction. What if it had just been a giant banana statue? It's just a big old banana. (laughs) That would have been hilarious. (laughs) So they got to carry it up this hill, and uh, on the way, they'll see like little road markers that have symbols on them. Well, most of them will see them. Amanda won't. you go ahead because i don't have good notes from this point on uh yeah so they have to memorize the symbols going up the trail um which will then be represented on um some puzzles you must complete the puzzle to move on so that i mean that's pretty much it and once you do the puzzles you go up the last little bit and you win so anyway i i wanted to point this out because i thought it was pretty funny tori makes this remark right before they're about to start and she's like I think the biggest concern on our team right now is from Fessy because he's wondering why we're not carrying a statue of him. And <laughs> I was rolling all day and the look on his face when she said it made it so much better. My favorite part was that Sarah had said it right before Tori did. Oh my God. And then it made it just that much better. Yeah, that's funny. Because Sarah doesn't normally, she doesn't normally talk shit. During right. the challenge, but she saw that opportunity. She's like, Fessy's probably pissed. He doesn't have a statue. And yeah. then it cut to Tori saying exactly the same thing. Fessy <laughs> was pissed he wasn't on the jet ski crew. Yes, oh, I, I bet yeah. he was, dude. He was livid he wasn't with them. Yeah. Going back to that real quick, 
I found it really funny that Wes and Bananas were riding tandem on it. Wes like, was like <laughs> hugging him, like yeah. holding him, like lovers do on like the bikes, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm hoping for a total madness relationship they had again. They haven't shown it yet, but I'm hoping they. I think it's possible. There, yeah. You know? yeah. But who knows with so, that? We'll see soon. So they take off every, you know, TJ blows a horn. Everybody takes off with their statues and, you know, different teams have different methods for this first truck because you literally have to just like carry the statues on your back. Um, But what I noticed is that all the teams, like all the players were helping in one way or another, except for Amira. And like, I know she gave the she was tour guide. No, 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 no. Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> to the left. I know that's it's the, a tree. <laughs> I know that's the excuse she gave, but bullshit. And I did not like that. That to me, I was like, nah, you, know, you can you can help out. You can help out a little bit and still look at the, the symbols. But with that being said, yeah, without, you know, forgetting about my my little diss to Amira here, major fucking props to Michaela because she was carrying that front of that statue all by herself. And she did not complain once, at least not from what we saw. And I think like, again, just. This girl consistently proves just like what a badass she is. And so I want to give I wanted to give her major props because she picked up the slack for her other teammates. Yes, she did. In America's defense, uh, she's a shark. It was a land challenge. <laughs> that is fair. So just wait till we get to a water balance. Out of her element. Yeah. yeah. You know, fair. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Oh, my God. Fucking great. Um, <laughs> Equally valid. When she said that her and Amanda were the two. She wasn't the one holding the statue, but Amanda was, and Amanda mm-hmm. wasn't able to get the symbol. So maybe that was the key. So then, was where was Amira? Where was it? Why didn't she didn't Amira have to get memorize him? those ones? It was other ones. Oh yeah, those ones. What okay. is she really good? Let's be honest. <laughs> um, so they get to the first puzzle. They all pretty much solve it. Looks like at about the same time. Yeah, it was a pretty easy one. Everybody seemed to get the symbols on the way up. And, and they get a like a cart that they can put the statues in and roll that. So it takes right. a little bit of weight off their back, literally. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, from this point, it gets a little fucking reckless. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. So what ends up happening here? And I had to watch this a couple times just to see exactly what happened. But. You know, reds out in the lead um, and blue, you know, goes by them a little bit right before they start to climb this hill. And then blue is like struggling getting up this hill and red is up their ass and they're like, we want to get by. We want to get by. Blah, 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 blah. And bananas is getting all fucking aggressive and crazy. And red ends up blowing past blue. But as they blow past blue, they end up like dropping their statue like out of the side of their cart, which is then just like causes a complete clusterfuck of their cart falling apart. Their other statue attempting to fall on top of Johnny Bananas and literally murderize him in the middle of a challenge. And while all of that fuckery is going on, the green team just boop, just slides right past him and goes, doesn't stop to check on nobody. They're just like, bye. <laughs> so I loved that. But what an absolute just holy what the fuck, man. Like <laughs> he literally almost got fucking hit Smushed. right in the fucking head and ran over. Yeah. Like because the way green had their statue out and it missed him by maybe <sighs> six inches to a foot. It was pretty close. Would you say it looked like they hit a banana peel? Oh, <laughs> he would have been bruised like a banana. I'm going to be honest. Right. 
So, uh, so green blows by, you know, this, this wreck in the middle of the trail, um, followed by blue and red has to sit there and put their little cart back together. And then like, they have to have people like hold the statue into the cart because the cart is broken. So what a mess. Anyway, green gets to puzzle number two first and so fitting. Yeah. For so this, fucking fitting for this one. They got to remove all the symbols that they saw on the second trail, flip the remaining and put those numbers in order. And Amanda gets it wrong. Puzzle queen. The puzzle queen. Consistently. Yeah. Consistently got it wrong. I'm really surprised though. Cause am I, am I making this up or isn't West pretty good at puzzles? He was in the back though the whole time. He was in the back, uh, and he asked he asked Amanda at one point, she said "Are you she getting got me?" It. And she's like, "I got it, Wes." Like all shitty oh, to uh, him. I heard it. Yeah, no, I heard it, heard that, but it's just like knowing Wes. I'm surprised he didn't like. All right, I'm gonna do this anyway. Just yeah, case. yeah. So unfortunately, Amanda cannot get this part right. She cannot figure it out. She doesn't know the symbols that she saw, and uh, blue and red show up very soon after they get there. And both teams get it right on the first try um, and they head off. And it's actually a pretty interesting, like finishing race there. They have to, they knock off the bottom half That's when right. they win. It's the like base, yeah. a significant amount. And it seemed like it because they started moving and they were, they were going uphill yeah. pretty quickly. They said it was half the way to the statue was just in the base. So, and we still don't know what the statues weighed, but that's okay. But yeah, they start they start racing up and it almost turns into um you remember from Dirty 30 where they had to race up the thing and they had to carry the cannons. Yeah. And it was yeah. like whoever was, you know, it didn't really matter exactly who was in first place. It really just mattered which color was in last place. And for this one, um it was interesting because it was blue ends up getting their first statue there, red gets their first statue there and then blue gets their second there literally within seconds of red put placing their second statue. So blue ends up winning this one. And it was like a really tight race and, and like we didn't get to see much of it, but I'm sure that like from TJ's perspective, it was really interesting to watch them all race up that. <laughs> well, a statue almost came down on TJ. Yeah. yeah I know. Whoa, <laughs> you got to protect that man. Yeah. Protect that man <laughs> at all costs. I did like this part though, at the end when we find out that the winner gets to pick one man and one woman from either the second or third place team. So red or green in this situation to go into elimination to be at risk. Yeah. Yeah. TJ risk. was very specific to say at risk. One of them is guaranteed to go in. Yes, is a better way to put it. And then does he explain it right there where yeah, the losing, so the teams, losing yeah. teams will place a secret vote for either a man or a woman from either of the two losing teams. And then at the elim, the hopper will choose who will be in the elimination. And that's all the info he gives at that point. Um, but I found it interesting, the couple of people that seemed very excited about this secret yeah. vote. And that was Miss Tiffany Mitchell and Tyler fucking Crispin. Like they were both so stoked. Because got all big. That is how they made it through their seasons. Like being able to have that secret vote in BB and then tell people whatever the hell you want to tell them on the outside. Cause they ain't going to know till they get out of the house. It's a huge advantage to you. If you know how to use it right in your game. And those two definitely know how to use that. And so it was really cool to see like Tiffany's eyes got all big Tyler in his confessional. He went straight back to like old school, like surfer Cali dude. He's like, this is feeling like big brother, dude. This is in, yeah. in my wheelhouse. I was like, oh, Tyler, you're so fucking stoked. <laughs> I was hoping it was like Final Reckoning, like secret vote, but then it's not secret. You light up if you voted for that person. 
Oh yeah, that one was Where's cool. The, actually, the light up. Yeah, that was dope. That was awesome. Yeah, but you know, it's gonna be not exactly how TJ explains it. Like we're gonna get a little idea, and we see that later on. Yeah. Real quick though, I wanted to talk about Spotify for podcasters. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much for uh, sticking through that break. Real quick, Tony, I'm sorry. I know you had something to say about the previous uh, portion we were talking about. Go ahead. Yeah, so the only thing that I did not jive with about the Daily was John A's confessional about how the only person that wasn't pulling the weight on her team was Dusty. But then it cut to a shot of Dusty holding the statue into the cart after it had broken. When it cut back to John A., she was with two other people who were told to come back to help move the cart. So, like, they were running ahead. And then her confessional was saying that Dusty was the one not pulling his weight. And then it cut to a shot of him absolutely pulling his weight and her being part of the ones that were in front of the cart, not pulling that. Yeah. I mean, John, we're going to get into it. John A's got an interesting mm-hmm. way to play this game that's much different than what we saw in All Stars. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, just a bit. Yeah. Um, so anyways, we go into the noms and voting portion uh, after the daily. It starts off with Josh coming in and wanting to kind of work with the blue team, obviously, because they're in danger and he doesn't want bets mm-hmm. to go. In. Yeah. Blue just won. And he's got a lot of friends on the blue yeah. team. So, you know, he figures if blue and red can make an alliance together, then, you know, they can kind of try to take control of of the game. All right. So here's what I have to say about this. I don't know if I blame the vets for trying to pull the same shit every season or if I blame the rookies who know what's going on and don't Don't do do anything anything. like you outnumber these vets on every team six to two, except for like maybe Fessy. Then it's five to three. Yeah. Why are you like it, it just doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Yeah. I can't praise Chris Underwood's win despite the season that he played by saying that you can't blame the player for the format without also giving the vets a bit of leeway on the fact that like, yeah, they keep pulling the same shit again and again and again and again, but it keeps working. So why reinvent the wheel? Yeah. Um, Now, that being said, why reinvent the wheel is because it's fucking boring. And I actually want to meet the new people that are on the show, not just have them picked off and then see the same six that we always see. But I feel like and I know this is jumping ahead a little bit, but the attitudes of both Alyssa's and Michaela are enough to kind of get that ball rolling, specifically Alyssa Lopez and Michaela in regards to. We're not letting the vets just pile on yet again. We'll see. It just yeah. the, the tough part about that is because it's it's three people across two different teams and yeah. they're the only ones speaking out. Like, honestly, like, yes, we could sit here and we could fault the vets. But I personally, I fault the rookies. They know yeah. what's going to happen. They know exactly what's going to happen. So why? Why is nobody challenging these vets? They just it just makes no sense. The first vote is always not me. Yeah. Yeah, that Josh conversation was hilarious, though, where Corey's like, yeah, you're way down on my list. Corey's like, yeah, Josh, you suck at this game. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tori <laughs> pulled the Wes on him. Yeah, she was like, Josh, you suck at this game. We're not coming after you. 
See, I oh I almost took God. it as her basically <laughs> imitating Corey, where Corey's like, yeah, you're really far down on my list. And then he's like, she's like, yeah, Josh, you suck at this game. Oh, I don't think she was actually saying oh, no. it to him. I think she was just being silly, but it was just funny. Like she pulled the it was just like the Wes, you know, <laughs> I'm not here to take out the worst player in the mm. game. <laughs> Bring funny. you to the final. Um, but anyway, so uh, Blue goes down to nominations, and obviously, you know, because of the conversation with Josh, Tori, and Corey, convince everybody to aim for the green team um, because they would have more alliances on the red team or whatever bullshit excuse they gave. Um, and they start going down the line voting, and everybody votes for uh, Lewis and Amira, except. Alyssa L votes for Monty and Michaela. And then Alyssa S votes for Lewis and Michaela. And that's the other thing that makes me, I mean, I guess they could turn around and come together, but it's, I just find it like, I don't know, like why would she drop a vote? I just, I feel like a lot of these people talk a lot of shit, but still don't make any moves. Like you're burning a vote on somebody else, but you're not going to do it on a vet, just more rookies. But then you're going to go and talk shit with Michaela, who you just dropped your fucking burn vote on. Like, it's just Well, it's because Bananas didn't explain what a burn vote was. (laughs) Exactly. I I mean, it's it's the same thing with fucking Alyssa S. Like, she voted along with the vets. She voted Lewis and Michaela. She voted Michaela because Amira is her best friend outside of the house. Yeah, But why didn't anyone jump on that? And be like, no, dude, we have to get Wes out of here. Yeah, like he's won three times. Yeah, we got to get Wes out. What the fuck? Alyssa Lopez confused me too because she's like, I'm not going to play the best game with this. You pick the big brother guy. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it made no it's sense. Weird. Yeah. So then after that nomination, um, you know, Red has a little bit of a discussion before their secret vote. Um, we never see a team discussion from Green, so I don't know if they just didn't have one or if we just didn't see yeah. it. Um, but Red all comes together and decides collectively that they are going to vote for a Green male to send in. And just like nobody specific, but just a male. We don't give a shit who. We just we want a Green male to go in and try to weaken the team a little bit. And so in this, we actually get a, a cut scene to a confessional from John A where she's like, you know, I don't know how to feel about M- Michelle. Um, Michelle was the one person that like Wes told me to like avoid and not play with because she plays emotional, yada, yada, yada. Um, and so obviously this is a little bit of foreshadowing towards John A and Michelle having some sort of future issue. So, and actually we do see that kind of play out a little bit um, when they do go for their secret votes. And we don't see a lot of the secret votes like we see like the first one. I forget who it was, but she voted for bananas. But we don't see majority of who the people put into the little the little shoot thing. But I did like when Michaela went in here and she's like, all these people are liars. Like it was hella funny, you know, and then obviously we uh, we get to the main highlight point of this nomination, which is John A, who's the last person to vote. Um, and as she's walking in, she says, OK, everything that we talked about is out the window. I know I'm not supposed to vote for somebody on my team, but I feel like this person could, comp- you know, could be like damaging to my game. And she ends up voting in Michelle. I uh, it so, just doesn't make sense to me. Like, why? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the information from Wes came from Amanda and saying that Michelle plays emotionally, but saying that Michelle can't be trusted 
based on your emotions in relation to the situation doesn't really make any sense. Wes has no reason to say Michelle plays emotionally, don't play with her unless it came from somebody else. Well, yeah. And here's, I don't know. I think that the idea that you can't trust Michelle is blown out of proportion because she plays emotionally from what we've seen. Mm -hmm. She had one bad season as far as that goes last season on Ride or Dies, but it just doesn't make sense for John A. Like Johnny's game plan that got her through All Stars two and three was be friends with people, work with yeah. people, you know, just right. keep these relationships going. And it served her well all the way through. I think she was heavily relying on this secret vote completely staying secret and nobody ever knowing anything about it. And obviously we see a little bit of the repercussions because once we do get into eliminate into the into the arena, obviously they get to see how many times their name was said, how many people off their team was said, et cetera, et cetera. I, here's, here's my thing. As just like a fan, just watching for entertainment purposes, absolutely fucking love this moment. I was like, oh, she's going to start a fire. And like, that's the kind of shit I want to see. I don't want to see everybody go in and just vote. You, you know what I mean? Like, I want to see yeah. some spice. But however, looking at it from another side and observing it and like kind of like, you know, what is it? Monday morning quarterbacking. Is that what you call it? Mm -hmm. I don't think this is going to work out for John A in the long run. I feel like she's going to get caught and I'm excited to see how that drama goes down. But at the same time, it's just like, I think that this can be a really good tool to use, but it was just way too fucking early for her to start taking shots at her own team. And the first vote. Yeah. Like just, just a little tad early, little, little bit, little, little tad early there. John A pulled, pulled the trigger a little early. It just makes um, so, no fucking sense. And yeah. here's the thing is John A can be deceiving, but she's not a good liar. Mm -mm. Like when you watch her, her whole interaction with Kellyanne, it was like, I know, I, I don't know what you're talking. Uh, okay. Yeah, it was me. <laughs> like if you're going to do something and be deceiving, you got to at least fucking sell yourself on it. Yeah. yeah. And it's just a complete departure from what we saw in all stars. And, and I don't know. I, I think it was a dumb fucking move. I really like that you can vote for your own team. Keep it messy. Yeah. And yeah. Like I said, I, I don't like it was used on Michelle because I feel like Michelle kind of gets a bamber treatment. Like everyone's yep. just against her as soon as she walks in, even though Michelle is much more paranoid than bamber ever was. Right. But yeah, I mean, I just I like that part that you can vote for your own team and just make it messy and sloppy. Yeah, exactly. It, it is going to create fucking friction as we keep going. And I'm, I do like that idea. I agree. It also gives you the opportunity to, um, I won't say cut dead weight because everybody like the, the cast is stacked, but I mean, like it gives you the opportunity to throw a vote towards somebody on your team that may be causing friction on your team, knowing that there are also votes going at them. Right, exactly. Not to throw like a random vote somewhere. It was just it was just such a random thing. And like I said, just just way too early to be making those kinds of moves and drawing that kind of attention to yourself, because I don't know. Well, I just have this feeling she's going to get she's going to get caught. She's going to get found out, especially based off of I was told I could not trust this person. Well, I mean, so, that, that goes a long way. Yeah, that part doesn't bother me very much. Yeah, it doesn't really bother me that much. Because, I mean, a lot of it is about, how do I want to say this? It, 
secondhand knowledge, like I heard it from my friend, oh, yeah. still rules how people think about things, right. like from a marketing perspective. But I mean, that's like vote two. Yeah. You wait to see how the vote fully works. And that's the thing yeah. is that you the, the, the stupidest thing that you could do. OK, not the stupidest, but one of the stupidest things you could do in the challenge is make a big move on the very first vote before you know how everything is going to play out in that arena with the votes, with the elimination, with the everything like yeah. you want to make that first one just very simple and, and across. Yeah, exactly. So you see how the game works and then you start making your strategies and your play and all of that, you know, and that, again, obviously that's, that's just my opinion. I've never played the game, but it just seems like what makes fucking sense. We also have these opinions based off of watching the episode two and three times from the beginning, <laughs> middle and end rather True. than being in it. So yes. <laughs> this is very much our perception of having seen how it plays out and being like, well, that wasn't bright. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot what Michelle said, but uh, in the deliberation, but if you said that something that wasn't math. even crazy, they, yeah, it was something that wasn't even crazy in the deliberation, like something like not just going along with what the vet's saying, John A was just like, nope. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, oh, so she said, she said, we all have to, guy. yeah, we all have to vote in a guy. And she's like, it doesn't have to be the same guy. And she's like, you just can't, throw a girl's name out there all willy-nilly or whatever and then yep. you know <laughs> so anyway <laughs> it's just like tony said it's it's an episode too soon you have yeah. to find out how the whole thing plays out yeah because before you make that decision because of what ends up happening we end up going to elimination uh down to you know the arena tj actually introduces it as the arena um, which was nice. So we'll know what it's called this season. It turns out that this secret vote is semi-secret, but not fully secret because TJ is going to put the names of the people who were nominated in the secret vote um, up on a board and how many people said that person's name. And this is where voting for your own team could potentially backfire on you. And you're going to have have to have really good lying and social skills to get away with something like this if you're going to vote your own team. And unfortunately, this is the reason that I think this is going to come back to John A because she's not a good liar. We've already, you know, gone over that. And I feel like she's going to get found out. But um, yeah, they they lay out the the votes. I didn't actually write down how much everybody got, but I know like Wes got two. Dusty got two. Desi got one, Monty got uh, four, four. four. Michelle got, got three, and Bananas got four. So, yeah. Yeah. but anyway, uh, you know, obviously, and we, we don't actually see who they leave us on a cliffhanger, unfortunately. To be continued. Yeah. Fucking. Oh, no, no. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I just, I find this interesting because it's like, you don't know who's going to be going in to what elimination until it's time to go. You yeah. know what I mean? So I feel like this is going to eliminate a lot of those. Oh, well, they picked this specific elimination to, you know, favor this specific person. Like, you don't nobody knows shit until they're down there. The elimination's already set up. It's time to go. Let's pick somebody. And I want to know how, what you guys think about the actual challengers not knowing whether or not they're going in like. Does that take like away from like their preparation, their mental preparation and stuff? Or is it just kind of like one of those things where you should just always be ready to go in in this type of situation? Yeah, I think if you're there to play and you know that you're one of two names, that's at least it's technically a 50 50, but it's not because it depends on how many blah, blah, blah. But right. 
I'm not mathing that. Uh, basically, <laughs> you should when you know that you are one of two people who are guaranteed to go in, then you just go and you get ready. Like, and you can see Lewis walks in ready. Right. Amira <laughs> walks in pissed that she's there. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> those are the two extremes. And I feel that Lewis is more prepared for this mentally to go into elimination if that's what he needs to do. Because he said, like in his confessional, he's like, this is a popularity contest. I'm at the bottom of the barrel right now. This is my opportunity to prove myself. And yeah. like, that's the mentality that you have to have going into this game, being on this show, and potentially going into elimination. Uh, you know, the flip side is, is you get overhyped. You get too well, into yeah. your own head. And we've seen it a lot with especially sure. rookies yeah. where they just they get into themselves too much and they fuck up yeah. and they don't win. Like Joseph. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and here's the thing. If you go up against a vet and they know that everybody has an opportunity to go in there, depending on how it plays out with the hopper, I still give the advantage uh, to them because of the experience. Right. Yeah. You know, but it's, uh, I don't know. It's interesting. I want to see how it goes. It's, it's weird that we're getting one, either one women's elimination a week or we can get it for multiple weeks, just depending on how. Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious how that works. Is this season going to last forever? Then it's just one person eliminated each week. I was going to say, honestly, like I feel like at some point in the season there will be some kind of twist to change this up or something because it has to be because yeah. At, yeah. at this rate you could literally and I know this probably like the ch- the probability and chances of this happening are so fucking slim, but. You could literally end up with just all female eliminations all season. And there's one girl that goes to the final and fucking, you know, (laughs) like six guys or whatever, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know, so it's like they're they're, I don't know. I feel like there's going to be some sort of twist, some sort of switch up, you know, whether they end up going individual halfway through the season. You know, I don't know if they're going to go individual during the season or in the final, but I think it's going to be really interesting to see how they how they play this out. Yeah, because it'll be weird if they just like pair it down to one guy, one girl from each team and then have those people run the final. I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if they either just drop the teams and everybody goes individual or if they do another shakeup. But I mean, to our point about not making big moves like Jean A did until you know everything, they've got a hopper built into the game as a game mechanic. There is nothing to say that after that elimination, TJ doesn't redraft the teams. Not that yeah. it would happen, but it could. He That's could draw true. three more names and those three people then draft their team for the next round. That's a good point, actually. I didn't even consider that. That would be awesome. I would actually like <laughs> to see that. That would be yeah. crazy. Or winner of the elimination decides if they want to switch teams. Ooh. Go to the team yeah. that and who and whose team they whose person they who, bleh, who they take. Fuck. Whose spot they take. Yeah. yeah. That one. That's, <laughs> the there. That's the one I was saying. We got you, man. I have mine. <laughs> and then really quick, um, obviously, like there wasn't a whole lot to catch, but did you guys watch the next time on next yes. episode? So obviously, you know, they give a little snippet of, you know, the whole elimination thing to tease us. Um, some house, you know, talking um, a little clip of the daily. Um, but what I found most interesting was Corey and Sebastian. What an odd pairing. No. no. No? No. It's not odd? No. It's her it's her style. Especially with that short hair. Surfer dude. Yeah, if it's her types. Yeah. Surfer dude 
and free spirit. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I don't know. I just that one kind of shocked me. I was like, whoa, like when he was like, oh, she's super hot. I got a crush on her. I was like, well, yeah, like who doesn't? It, no DMs on that question. OK, that was rhetorical. It but, <laughs> but you can pick any of the guys from this season that would resemble Jordan and Emmanuel. I guess, yeah. I guess that's a good one. And his name is Seabass. All right. Just putting it out there. All right. All right. All right. Was he wearing a denim jacket? Because that's like a walk for Tori. (laughs) Pretty sure he was. (laughs) I think so. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It looks like it's going to be a good season. I'm excited for it. Yeah. Uh, I wish we would have got a full episode, you know, got the elimination, but, or at least let us know who's going in. Yeah, I think it's gonna be like this for the two episode weeks. Ugh, I think so too. Slog. It, 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 makes, it also makes our job more difficult too because we like recap the first half of the episode and then that goes out, and then we recap the second half of the episode and the first half of the next episode, and then that goes out. Yep. <laughs> See, that's why it's gonna be weird, guys. I'm not gonna make the same mistake we saw happen, which is I'm gonna wait till the second episode happens and the third episode, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna make my decision on how I feel. <laughs> I'm gonna let it play out. I like that. I like that. I already I already don't like being to be continued. No. Especially not this early in the game. Like it's too early. Episode one, you don't even know all the rules yet. You have to yeah. wait until at least episode two before you throw a to be continued in there. Like, leave me on a leave me on a cliffhanger on like a a West Bananas elimination or like a, 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 you know, West Polly elimination or something like that. Like, don't leave me on an elimination where it's like and nothing against like Lewis or Amira, but it's like, where's the like the suspense for this? Right. There was like there was it was just it just fell very flat leaving it on a cliffhanger right there for me. Well, did you guys notice the kiddie pools with the balls in it? Yes. Yeah. Like, so what kind of elimination is this going to be anyways? Some kind of, yeah, some kind of something to do find. With, it's, <laughs> I feel like they're leaning really hard into the ball with name on it. Yeah, uh, exactly. This season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Reminds me of Hotev. See, I hope Amira goes into elimination. If Amira gets that elimination with some water, boy. Is she good in water? That's why they're in separate work. pools. Because you can't just put Lewis in there with a shark. Yeah, she's just fucking shark. <laughs> what kind of shark is she? If you're gonna put a genus. Oh on my this. god, that fucking Mako. joke went right over my head. Mako. Okay. Yeah. I would say bull shark, but all right. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't have enough shark knowledge to have an answer. She's not a great writer or hammer is, so. <laughs> well, I just said it because it sounds a lot like bullshit. Oh my god. So there's. No, I will, and I like to your point, Karina. I especially if they're trying to get new people to watch, right? They're bringing in these new rookies, everything like that. Then show an entire episode of what you can do. Show beginning, middle, and end. Show an entire story being told of that enclosed episode to get people hyped so that they know what they're actually coming back for next week. Like, if you do episode one, has the intro, has the team drafting, has the daily, has the elimination in its entirety. And then episode two has like, half and then cuts out right before elimination and then the eliminations the following week at least then you know what you're getting into and you know what to expect exactly from that second yeah. half but right now like the challenge fans totally know but the people who are just tuning in to challenge usa 2 for the first time because they like chris underwood or they like seabass or they like monty or whoever they don't know the format right exactly i think they would have been better off well, I know there's reasons, but either 
before Big Brother or not on the same day as Big Brother because it's just so late, especially East yeah. Coast. Like, it airs so late. Nobody's going to keep on watching. Yeah. What, Tuesday would have been great. Yeah. You know? I get so confused because first off, I thought it was on Wednesday night and then I realized it wasn't, which was nice because then I got to go to bed. But then yeah. on <laughs> Thursday night, I had Alex, Sarah had a party to go to, like a birthday party. So I had put the kids down and then I was just sort of like waiting around, watching random things, waiting for her to come home to watch the challenge. And I was like, I should probably check and see what like what channel it's on, because we our station, our network had some like weird things where they dropped a bunch of channels from our cable package. And I had to make sure that we like still had it and I knew where it was. It aired at eight here. Like the first time, the first episode aired at eight and then it aired at like 11 and one and three or something like that. But it, when it was called like, what is it? The riskiest season of all or the risk yeah. season yet. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that that was their equivalent because it was on at eight. I thought it was their equivalent of episode zero where it was like, meet the cast. blah blah blah. Uh. So I was like, okay, whatever. I'll just check. I'll watch this while I wait for Sarah. So we can actually watch the episode. And then it started and it was the intro. And I was sort of I was slowly becoming on the fence about whether or not it was episode zero or not. <laughs> and then when he's like, we're going to draft the teams, I, was like, I should probably pause this and wait for Sarah to get here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this is episode yeah. zero. This is no longer episode zero. But yeah, it, <laughs> it was on. on a, yeah, it was on at eight. Yeah, it came on at nine o'clock here. And I was like, absolutely fucking not. I'll watch it tomorrow. <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it's ten o'clock here, and yeah. she's like, "You ready to watch and take notes?" I'm like, "Fuck!" Yeah, I was like, "We have to take notes because you we don't have to, you won't have time to I, do a yeah. note rewatch." I on got Friday. through the daily, and I was like, <laughs> "Fuck this!" I'm just gonna watch because I missed half this episode already. Yeah, I watched it like to watch it, and then I started watching it tonight to take notes. And I forget what my last note is because my cat is sitting on my phone, so I can't actually see it. But nice. then Malcolm, like I heard Malcolm's doorknob move and I was like, this is probably not a good sign. <laughs> and then he came out and he kept pointing at his foot. And I thought normally he's just because he like he managed to get his socks off in his bed. And then he's like, I need socks. I can't sleep without socks. Uh, no, he had puked everywhere, including Aww. his foot, which was what he was telling me. He's like, there's puke on my foot. Um, what am I supposed to do with this? Yeah, what do I? Yeah, yeah I was like, what, uh, excuse me, what am I to do? And yeah. I was like, cool. Uh, I remember what happened at the end of this episode enough. <laughs> right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> well, and, and just to step back one last time, I first of all, that's horrible because nobody likes to wake up to puking. So I know, no, I feel like I feel bad for the little guy, but. I think you're absolutely right as far as with the episode. They should have done the first one all the way through. Yeah. It would have yeah. carried better. Yeah. And then give us the cliffhanger next episode. Mm -hmm. but or not at all. But yeah. Do you think we're going to get continued cliffhangers? Do you think Sunday will be a cliffhanger? Those continue this on? Yes. I think yeah, Sunday I, will be a I cliffhanger. Yeah, I think Sunday will be a cliffhanger right at the Elim again. And then next and then Thursday, it'll start with the Elim. And we're going to do this for the first, you know, three weeks or whatever it is that we're doing these double episodes. I'm hoping that it stops after that, though, if that is the like routine that it goes. If I'm look, I'm going to say this right now, not that they haven't already edited everything and it's in the can and not that they listen. But if every single week, once it goes back to one a week, 
is mm-hmm. stopping at the elimination and then starts with the elimination next week. Like yeah. I'll be sorry. I'm going to be hard pressed to give a shit, man. Like, and I love this cast. I'm, this cast is stacked and I'm stoked for like 98% of them. Yeah. And that's going to be really hard to watch if I agree. It's hard to get hyped for an elimination at the start of an episode. They did that on another season, one of the more yeah. recent seasons. It was like like Final Reckoning or War of the Worlds or something like that. One of those. And I fucking hated it the whole time. I hated it. It sucked. It's just such a weird way to like just cut off an episode there. Like yeah. once in a while is all right. But yeah, I don't know. But so, oh. yeah, I'm not a huge fan of it. The only good cliffhanger was you start the episode with the algorithm. Mm, yeah. 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 That's decent. Yeah. That was, then that was bad, technically but. the start. They just thought it was an exciting thing to get us to watch, but really it was just the start of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. But yeah, I mean, uh, that's all I really have um, for all the listeners out there. We definitely want to know what you guys thought of this first episode. Um, so if you want to shoot us over a DM or, you know, go to our Instagram page or, you know, one of our Facebook groups, we've got discussion threads up. Um, let us know what you thought about the first episode and the premiere, you know, who you're rooting for. Make sure you guys go check out our fantasy draft teams. We did our own like fantasy draft and drafted our own little teams. Uh, so make sure you guys go check those out. Let us know whose team you like the most. And yeah, I mean, that's all I really got. I don't think we really got anything going on right now. I mean, we'd give you a full <laughs> breakdown of the fantasy teams, but nothing's changed since we drafted them. So yeah. <laughs> just go look at the IG. Yeah, exactly. Did you say we were doing a line of the night? You oh, yeah, that in yeah, chat. yeah, yeah, we can do. Yeah, let's do line of the night. Um, uh, I, I know what mine is. So uh, I know what mine is. <laughs> I also know what mine is. Do you have one, Corey? Uh, sure. Sure. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Mine's I don't know how much mine's a, a line. It's more a laugh, but an it's action in action. <laughs> But it's a uh, Corey when he got drafted first. And he, <laughs> yep, exactly. So. That's mine as well. <laughs> there were a lot of great moments. Honestly, like for me, it was between the Corey one and Michaela walking into the nomination area. And she's like, all these people are liars. Which was mine. Fucking hilarious. Is that yours? Okay. Yeah, that was mine. It was. And it's funny because it was between that and Corey laughing at bananas and Wes. Yeah. When he got drafted first. <laughs> I just know how much that hurt like bananas and Wes's ego right in that moment. And so it's yep. just like, oh, it's sweet victory. Gives I love energy. It. Yeah. Yeah. Mine just just because I thought it was funny was the the Corey telling Josh you're at the bottom of my list and Tori's like, yeah, you're at the bottom of the list. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I like that. Dude, I like that one. <laughs> honorable mention, though, to uh, to fucking Tori telling Fessy, like, I'm sure he's surprised we're not carrying another statue of him. <laughs> 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 yeah, that one was good. And then the other really good one that I liked a lot was Michelle's when she was like, you know, Josh, Polly, and Bananas have a history longer than a fucking CVS <laughs> receipt. Like, you know, like, and Michelle's math doesn't like math. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't, the math ain't mathin', okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's gonna kill it on confessionals this year. Can we just say how much better it is to watch it on Paramount a little bit later without the fucking Bleeps. I wouldn't know. Oh. Because guess what's not on Paramount Plus in Canada yet? Mm. Boo. Well, we'll Shocking. enjoy it for you. They'll probably put episode two out before episode one. I did have a, another, I guess, award that we can dole out based off Karina, actually. Karina inspired this at the start of the episode. 
Oh. Uh, the title of the award would be the Confessionalist Giver of the Week. Oh, okay. I like that. Confessionalist Giver. Yeah, that's a good one. Which is Michelle for me. Yeah, mine would be Michelle, 100%. Polly. You think Polly? Polly's got good confessionals. This week? He does. Like, yeah. he was the whole first half of the episode. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going Michelle, too. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Michelle's there, but I'm giving the edge to Polly because he dressed like Dolomite for half the episode <laughs> with that fucking jacket and shit. Nice. nice. I yeah. think the best thing that came from that was how many people said that uh, he looked like he lived in, uh, in Ken's Mojo Dojo Casa House from Barbie. Oh, fuck. That's great. Well, like Karina said, I've got nothing else other than looking forward to the second half of this episode. Definitely. Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it is what it is. But yeah. do you guys have any closing thoughts or should we wrap this up? I'm, I'm good. I'm good to go. I would just like to say that I'm glad Michaela is back. She, I, I look too. forward to her. She had some good moments. I'm excited about it. And I'm really kind of excited to see how the dynamic's going to start changing once people start realizing what's going on. Because, look, some of the people on the blue team might not be uh, right on task with what's going on, but that's not going to pass on, like, the green team. And anyways, it's going to be exciting to play out. But for myself, Ricky Hayes, my beautiful wife, Karina Hayes, Tony, Stats and Info Lance, and, of course, Corey, the Raging Cajun Beator, who's secretly a Falcons fan. (laughs) <laughs> we want to thank y'all for this. Uh, sorry man that was low I won't do that again <laughs> we want to thank you guys for uh, listening with us and uh, hearing us express our thoughts on this if you enjoyed the episode uh, go ahead and give us a rating if it's less than 4 or 5 stars do it on TripAdvisor but otherwise thank you guys so much be good to each other love y'all bye later deuce, deuce. bye bye